What's up? You're listening to the Scholarly Spark podcast. Here's your chance to finally become interested in learning and find out what you're genuinely curious about. Join me as we discover the secrets of South Asia and experience different foods, the latest technologies, immerse ourselves in a variety of phenomenal cultures, find out about interesting people we never knew existed, and learn about what no one else dared to find out. I'm Kamal Narayanan, taking you on a journey through the mysteries of South Asia, all from the convenience of your headphones. Here we go. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about your travels. So like, sure. how has, how is, uh, how have you brought 3D animation to, you know, Southeast Asia, South Asia, those places? Well, um, it started with uh, going and doing these, um, these workshops. We did quarterly workshops. And as I said earlier, we'd go from Seoul to Beijing, Shanghai, Tokyo, Kobe. We, you know, work our way down. But in, for instance, let's say in Kuala Lumpur, we would be there for two days. So we would fly in at night. We would have a a client reception because we had kind of one or two clients in most of these cities and we would meet them, have a nice dinner. And in the morning I would do a workshop for anywhere from 60 to 600 people. And in the morning it was usually a design seminar. So I would show, um, how do you use computers to design, whether it's design product, design cars, design circuits, design homes? There are so many different applications of it. And then how do you use animation to show how, you know, a complex moving part works? And then um, in some cases, we would have computers set up so they could actually try it themselves and then have a QA session and then have a little reception for those people. And then in the afternoon, and then I would do press uh, during the lunch hour. Oh, wow. So our local local reseller would um, arrange to have press interviews because everybody wants to talk about Hollywood visual effects, right? That's mm-hmm. just yeah. very, very yeah. cool. And yeah. here you have the founder of the company in, you know, in their town. And uh, they, it's like, oh my gosh, we get to talk to the guy. And... <laughs> The afternoon would be entertainment workshops. So we would show how video games were made, like Final Fantasy. All the Final Fantasy oh, games yeah, were yeah, all yeah. done. Wow. Yeah, all done with our software. Wow. Uh, the Final Fantasy movie done with our software. So I could show those clips and and then would show clips from Industrial Light Magic and things from Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings, all of those things. And those, we would get almost twice as many people showing up for those. And then we would have a a really nice party at night. And I would typically bring, uh, you know, we'd have sales guys. Sometimes uh, I specifically remember going to Wellington uh, in New Zealand, right? The southern part of the Northern Ireland, which is where Lord of the Rings was made. Mm -hmm. And I'd call a couple of my buddies over at, um, at the studio and have them come over and talk. So if I was in a position to have someone who had done something interesting talk live, uh, that made it even better. So the travel was great because um, uh, your listener doesn't know, but I'm also a chef. Oh, wow. uh, a chef <laughs> until I was 30. And, 
so what would happen is whenever I was in these cities on these tours, I did them four times a year. Yeah. I would get up at four in the morning and I would find the central market. Every town, every big city has a central market where all the meat and produce comes in. And there's usually also a flower market. And I would go early as kind of like being the chef and looking at what uh, the local foods were, what was coming in from the, from the fields, uh, from the farms. And I couldn't cook. I couldn't buy anything. But boy, I sure could pile up a bunch of memories. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So like you mentioned that every you had press interviews, did press interviews, and they treated you like you're that guy who made all that stuff. How was that feeling of being that guy? Because that's a, that's pretty, that's like pretty hard to attain. It must feel good to have that kind of feeling. Uh, you know, I, I asked, I always ask this question of people, what gives you permission to be where you are today? Like what, what did you do that gives you permission? And it was taking a risk early on to do something that hadn't been done, having faith it could be done, having the passion to do the work and build the team and being kind of right place, right time computers were able to do 3d animation. And we, I think, uh, uniquely built relationships with our animator clients so much so we were so tight with them that they relied on us 100%. So when we went to ask them for a favor afterwards, like, hey, we'd love to show your work. We'd love to have you come talk. They said yes. So consequently, the better work, the better projects, the more high-profile things were done with our software, not our competitor software. So we got that notoriety, not because of us, but because of what our clients did. So I got to go and represent our client, if you will, uh, and sit there and remember, you know, it, like I said, it's a team sport, right? It's, it's a combination of listening, you know, from an entrepreneur's point of view, it's a combination of listening to what uh, the people want and being able to um, translate that into something that the people who make it software engineers can deliver, mm -hmm. having the right infrastructure around support and training uh, to be able to deliver a consistent product and then have uh, enough sales to be able to constantly reinvest in R&D and spend a, probably a disproportionate amount of money on continued development. Mm -hmm. Wow. So following up on that, I, I found out that you did the MTV awards for Southeast Asia. That that's pretty cool. How, how did you have that happen? That was really great. Um, so our, our resellers, when, when they knew I was coming to town and they knew I'm you know kind of up for anything, <laughs> would, would get me um, into just crazy fun situations. And one of them was, I believe it was in Singapore. I don't remember the year, but the, um, the Southeast Asian MTV Awards were there. And as you know, computer animation is used a lot in uh, music videos. You know, mm -hmm. Think back to Herbie Hancock was one of the early pioneers of that. He was a, a customer yeah. of mine. Um, they wanted me to be a judge uh, and a comment. Uh, so that was really fun. It was 
you know, I was probably three times as old as everybody there, but it was, um, it was exciting, you know, I mean, it's a lot of high energy television production, a lot of people in the audience. It was great. I really enjoyed it. So are you like a big music fan? Is that like as a result of that? Um, uh, well, I, so here's another fun fact. I know you like fun facts. <laughs> you have fun facts all the time on your show. Uh, fun fact, uh, I started drumming, jazz drumming when I was six years old. Fun fact of the day. Uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> my mom would have parties. I grew up in Los Angeles. My mom would have parties that started on Friday night <laughs> and they would have jazz combos in our home yeah. and the party would last until Sunday brunch after brunch. And on Saturday mornings, I would get up and climb up onto the drum set and start playing. And the drummers, because there was lots of different musicians in and out, would teach me um, what to do. And I got to go to a military academy and learned drum and bugle corps and then got into my first band when I was in junior high school and played rock and roll through the 60s, through all of that, um, and then hawked my drums to make an insurance payment when I was 18. Uh, <laughs> but I, I love playing uh, live music a lot. I, I love music. Um, I tend, you know, I'm older, so I tend to go for, you know, 60s, 70s, 80 music. It's been super fun learning with you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Join me next week as we explore another part of the vast, mysterious lands of South Asia. I'm looking forward to exploring something new that you've never heard about next week. Talk soon.